What's good, anybody's? It's me, the Young Prince, Big Hacks, and I'm here to present to you Season 4, Episode 18 of the Anybody Can Do This Show. This week, after a quick questionnaire wrap-up, the Bozos are joined by new anybody, Sick, for some passionate fantasy football talk. After that, the OG Top Shelf Tom returns for free swim shelf reflection. No topic, just banter. It's a doozy, I'll tell you what. Okay, you ready? Well, you should be, because anybody can do this. It's the Anybody Can Do This Show. Yes, here we go again. Give you more, nothing lesser. Back on the mic is the anti-depressor. Hell rock, no pressure. Yes, we need this. Do nephews, it's your boy neighbor Nick, and welcome to season four, episode eighteen of the Anybody Can Do This Show, proudly presented by the Alcove Bar and Grill. As always, I'm joined to my right by my right hand man, skater Rob Bobby Scoots, my boy. How the hell are you? Yeah, we're doing good. Yeah, we're getting there. I don't know if that's a tagline, but it's better than nothing. Uh, yeah. I tried to be as normal as possible. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't want us to get to the point where like you're in your own head right before we get on yeah. here about the tagline. So you just got to do whatever feels natural, man. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. If we've learned nothing over these last two seasons together, I think we need to have learned that. But what's up, man? How the hell are you? Brand new ex-filmer cartoon out this week. How are we feeling about it? Yeah, feeling uh, pretty good. Uh, that one was a little bit of a longer one, but I don't know, man. I get all antsy when I don't put one out for a while. Right. And I get all like, fuck, I got a bunch written down, so I might as well just draw them. Right. Um, We've well, been getting yeah. a ton of commissions and stuff, too. You've been grinding, man. You've had a lot of work. I've been trying. It's yeah. it's tough, dude. It's like, it's hard. Like, it's it's not so hard to get work anymore, but it's... The thing is, is like you just got to keep going and going and getting more work and getting more work consistently over and over and over again until one day something just clicks and it just fucking happens. But yeah, I don't know, man. I'm just got to show up, trying right? to grind. That's, that's yeah. what we talk about on here. Right. All the time. Yeah. 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 All right, man. Well, I think we should just hop into it. We got a Let's great episode. The third to last episode of season four, which is absolutely crazy. Uh, can't insane. believe that. So we've got questionnaire, no counterpunch this week, but we have a new little brand new segment coming on called six, six. S-I-C-K apostrophe S Fantasy Island. So six <laughs> Fantasy Island, which will be a little bit of fantasy football talk, potential working title as I say that out loud now. A little history of sick, very uh, similar to Doc Props. This is just a random yinzer I happen to meet. Another guy I was, out there. Dude, I, I think this guy's homeless, <laughs> actually. Like, yeah, yeah. He looked absolutely, you'll see when he gets here, he looked absolutely yeah. disheveled. Marbles in his mouth, <laughs> an absolute yinzer to a T. I don't know. He looks like he's been wearing the same clothes for three years straight but yeah i just saw this guy i was walking past like a pet bus stop and like he was just like mumbling to himself i was being nosy happened to walk by him saw he was on a fantasy football app all of a sudden he started just like kind of blurting out this nonsense about christian mccaffrey was just muttering to himself christian mccaffrey jamar chase christian like i was like honestly you know me kind of just always interested in something a little to liven up my day started chatting it up found out this guy's name was sick he was a (laughs) savant of fantasy football according to him and started talking to him about the show all this stuff and basically was like hey man got a little bit of a quiet week would you like to come on maybe 
bestow some of this fantasy football knowledge upon the anybody's if they're so inclined, if it goes well, if they like it, potentially come back during season five, give a few more check-ins and see what happens. How do you feel about me unknowing to you, Skater, inviting a potentially, allegedly homeless Um, person into your home? I trust you. (laughs) (laughs) Also, uh, yeah, we got to pick this guy's brain, dude. It sounds like um, football season's just starting. So people were loving the Doc Props. This is a good follow-up to Doc Props. Amen, brother. And then, obviously, not the only segment we got today. Our boys back, the OG, a bozo over on the other side of the state. Top Shelf Tom's here for a shelf reflection, little free swim style. He said he really doesn't have a topic. That's cool, man. He just wants to come on, shoot the shit, see the bozos, talk a little bit about music, talk a little bit about movies, preview some segment ideas he's got coming for season five, and just catch up with everybody. I'm hyped on it. That sounds so... It's ah, Man, that's awesome, actually. I I, want to hear about his picnics. uh, (laughs) We need to hear about the picnics. Yeah. Oh, that's so uh, true. I'll, I'll, I'll allow picnic time this time. I know I cut it short last time. <laughs> as much as I want to talk movies and shit with him, I, I actually do just want to... It's been a while since we talked to our boy, dude. We and I was thinking, you've up. never done, like, like we've been doing these a little... Like, uh, people who come on and are awesome about doing pretty static segments, like J.W. Yoke, Top Shelf Tom. Yeah. We haven't had... You've never sat down with Top Shelf Tom and just kicked it live <laughs> yeah. on air. I did that uh, at the beginning of season three, before your interview, okay. when I was still trying to figure out everything that happened. Me and Top Shelf did That's a two-minute right. show, yeah. which was pretty dope. So I'm excited to just get him back and kind of without the rigors of uh, a shelf reflection more like i'm saying like a free swim just shoot also i think we're gonna figure out the next segment or the first segment well yeah you said five. this we were on talking, air yeah like, exactly while he, yeah, yeah that's when we do our best work yeah. it's just kind Fucking of bullshit right. with him. all right so yeah. we do got some house keeping stuff before we get to the show. questionnaire first big shout outs to the homie big hacks not only for the awesome intro that yeah. blessed your earlobes <laughs> at the beginning of this episode but for you know what? I'm not even going to say arguably, definitely the best Photoshop that's been on our Instagram all season, <laughs> which was, uh, if you missed it, it was on our story. Big Hacks wrote in last week about skater Roberto Clemente's performance <laughs> yeah. at Donna Derby and then sent an absolutely fantastic Photoshop of skater Rob's head. Uh, he killed on, it. On like a Roberto Clemente trading card. We posted it on our story. It was absolute gold. So shout out Big Hacks for that. How are you feeling uh, seeing that Photoshop? Uh, I've never felt so loved before. <laughs> Isn't it awesome when they're like busting up on you just fucking making yeah. memes of you. The oh, dude, the and like Clemente is also just one of the best baseball players of all time. Dude. I was going to say. Not, yeah, that's fucking. Yeah, dude. All I'm saying is home run derby sick. Uh, big hacks better be there next year. Um, so we could just fucking hack them out of the park. Dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Enough meme war. Let's get some actual yeah. war. Hey, another shout out to our homegirl, Steel Gray. Steel Gray, who's potentially a little upset with the bozos right now, rightfully so. So Steel Gray attended an awesome event down in Erie last weekend. The Barber Institute's Beast on the Bay Race. So if you remember listening, this is something that us bozos were talking about going down Trying, there for. Yeah. Steel Gray had a very gracious offer to pay entry fee for one of us to compete in like this 10 mile, 30 obstacle, uh, one of these, uh, yeah, adult obstacle races. You see them all over the place. Yeah. There's all this different, you, you climb up a rope, you got to go under and crawl in the mud, all this different type of shit. And uh, raises money for an awesome group, which is this Barber Institute, which you can go and Google, does a lot of uh, work with, I believe, mentally challenged adults like in the Erie and surrounding areas. Um, 
But again, just Seal Gray sent us a bunch of pictures, which we're going to throw up on Instagram. Well, there's cool. one specifically that'll definitely be up there as the episode drops along with the episode graphic. But uh, if you're yeah. not familiar with it, go on there, search Barber Institute Beast on the Bay and just Steel Gray. Uh, honestly, an apology that we weren't able to make it. It just <laughs> with the end of the season and the derby getting pushed back and everything with the alcove yeah. being up in the air. No excuses. Uh, greatest apologies that we couldn't be there. It did look that you held it down more than properly for anybody nation and absolutely nice. represented the anybody spirit out there. And I do promise you, even though my word might not mean that much to you right now, my friend Steel Gray, <laughs> that we will be there next summer. I guarantee it. That and the Derby will be our focus of next summer so we can be out there. Anybody's want to come, That's a cool go idea, to Erie. Yeah. Like that is our big event for next summer. We will be at the Barber Institute Beast on the Bay Race. We'll make a video, all that stuff. We'll make sure that uh, we get all of our ducks in a row this time and absolutely show out at that event because it looks super, super dope. So, uh, Steel Gray, love you. Thanks for thinking of us. Yeah, and thank we will you, be Steel in that Gray. bitch next year. Yes. For sure. For sure. All right, Skater. So let's move on. I mean, like we said, this week we got fantasy self-reflection, but last week we had the homie Doc Prop. So we're going to get into the questionnaire. We do have one other thing before we jump into the questionnaire, though, yeah. Skater. A little bit of a sad note, unfortunately, but something we were talking about we do want to touch on. Anybody can do the show, comedy, podcast content, whatever the hell you want to call it. We like to think that we make some people laugh. And unfortunately, we're recording this on Tuesday the 14th. The world lost someone that made a lot of fucking people laugh for a long time, man. Norm MacDonald passed away. They said it was like a private battle with cancer that nobody knew about, man. He's 61, which is crazy. That's like younger than my parents at this point, which starts tripping me out. But um, Norm MacDonald, man, an absolute legend of the comedy game, stand-up. Uh, we were talking, he's in almost every Rob Schneider, Adam Sandler, early 2000s movie. I believe yeah. a Saturday Night Live guy. Like, just a classic kind of inspiration for that dry comedy, like, just kind of that gnarly voice. He was he just had. that one... I, to me... Although a lot of them stick out nowadays, but he always stuck out to me the most out of all those early 2000s comedians. And uh, it seems like all the other ones went on to do like big time show business. And uh, Norm MacDonald still seemed to hold it down with stand up towards the end of even towards the end of his career. I know you're not super familiar with hip hop, but he is like the currency of comedy for me where like currency was like the same way, like him and Wiz were coming up and there was like a very conscious decision that like Wiz made the decision to like go and blow up and like go mainstream yeah. and currency just loved the lifestyle that he had and like yeah. li rapping enough to afford him that lifestyle. And that just, does sound like a great comparison. Exactly. Actually. And that's what yeah. I was thinking about all day, man. And also like anytime you listen to comedians from the late nineties, early two thousands, like we were talking about David Hill wrote any of these guys that you yeah. want to name. They all talk about, Norm Macdonald being like the right. best man and just being an <laughs> totally. absolute legend. It just sucks to see we're losing a lot of people, man. I know you, as soon as we finished recording last yeah, week, you crazy. were bummed that we, we didn't get to talk about Michael K. Williams, who yeah, passed away. Who your played boy. Omar on The Wire. Um, has to be probably my favorite show ever. Um, but yeah, man, it's just shit's sad, man. But you know what I keep thinking about with all it this makes stuff? makes you think about him a lot more. I mean, I hate to sound all you know, weird about that. But I mean, it just makes you appreciate a lot of things more. Right. And for me, I always try and realize it's like, uh, 
time is finite in a in a positive way in the sense of like all right no excuse not to go out there and just try everything man just go out there and fucking give it a shot because like yeah that you don't want to get to that point where the what if is the worst question there is you know what i mean so just like every night you should go to bed and just be like all right solid day on it tomorrow exactly appreciate every day um i've been starting to appreciate more things in the moment versus the future or the past that's what you got to do, man. It's so it's important crazy. to live in the present. You don't want to ignore the future of the past, nope. but... Uh, Being present will allow you to be conscious of both the past and the exactly. future. Exactly. You know exactly. I mean? And you'll just step yeah. in the right way to, to live like yeah. that. But all right, man. Yeah, we yeah. just we both said that we want to shout out both Norm and For Michael sure. K. Williams. Man, just two legends lost this week. That's just... It's rough, man. So shout out to them and everybody who's going through it, missing them. But we got some of our own business to take care of here, which yeah. first stop being the questionnaire. So again, if you are not a fan of Norm McDonald, if you've never seen The Wire, which would make you an absolute doofus. <laughs> doofus, dinkus, dungus, moron. <laughs> then you would also not be aware that we post a questionnaire on our Instagram every week in the link in our bio at our Instagram page, which in fact is at the anybody can do this show. And that is where you will find our questionnaire with questions open-ended. Uh, there's some multiple choice. There's an essay portion. If you so do choose. Is there? Uh, yeah, I think, I guess any of Holy the shit. questions where you write in could technically be considered an oh, essay. Any of them could be. <laughs> <an essay. laughs> um, where you can cut up on us, give your thoughts on some of the things from, uh, this week's episode. We just ask that you get them in Tuesdays by five o'clock. So we can collaborate. No, not collaborate. Collect. Well, so we can read them about like five minutes before oh, we start. Don't try show. too hard, neighbor. I love it. <laughs> All right. So the first one we asked people here were, what are your thoughts on the upcoming Steelers season? This is obviously coming up our ep with Doc Props, not only doing NFL futures bets, but also a little Steelers preview. So our first one here comes from the homie, the intro reader this week, Big Hacks, who says, I think that everyone has been underrating their, the Steelers, D, and just how dominant it was last year before Bud and Devin Bush got hurt. Adding Schubert, Melvin Ingram, and getting Bush back was huge. And it showed on Sunday. You want to know why? Because, sorry, Doc Props, it happened exactly how you predicted. Steelers Ponded down the Bills. Ponded down the Bills. Made it happen. 1-0. And now hopefully the Bills can go on and have a phenomenal season so everyone can make money off of Doc Props' picks. Yeah, big hacks. Pretty, he nailed it. I always seem to forget about this that catastrophe that happened immediately after the 11 game. Uh... You're just saying how the whole season Last went to year, shit yeah. after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, I know it's. Just, and again, that whole 11 and 0 felt really hollow to a lot of people last year. You know what I mean? It yeah. was kind of almost like a straw horse or whatever. It's COVID 11 in a row, bud. Oh, boy. Still got to win them. All right. Next one Steel Gray, our girl. Shout out our girl, Steel Gray. Despite the game one win, I'm not confident overall. In recent years, Steelers have stepped up to the top opposition, but failed to put forth effort in the games they quote should win. Coach needs to demand better. Oh, my mm. God. It would break my heart oh. if Steel Gray was a Mike Tomlin hater. There's a lot of them out there. I, I agree with is. her, though. She's a thousand percent. Steeler's kind of uh, entire brand, unfortunately, under Coach Tomlin's tenure has been play up in the games that they maybe not should win and then play down to the inferior opponent, as she said so beautifully. Yeah. Um, I hope we're wrong right. this year. Hey, I'm not saying um, Mike Tomlin's perfect, but I still like the That's guy. That's what I always I, say to I, people. I mean, you know, people the, are only human out there. This gets me so... F- who would you rather have? Like, find me, me a better option who's available. Can't, don't tell me oh. Bill Belichick or any of these people who have a job. Nah. Find me a better option who you'd prefer other than him, and, and, I'll, and I'll listen to it. But until you can... Yeah. 
fuck off. Kind yeah. of, of course. Well, also, like, we don't have all the money in the world to pay for, you know, like, someone who's... The Steelers are consistent for a reason. Maybe to a fault sometimes, but not in this instance, I don't think. <laughs> all right, Skater. Next, we ask people, what do you think Doc Props looks like based on his voice and his two appearances on ACDT? So, we have not released Doc Props's picture no, on the interwebs he yet. He is incognito. still incognito. He is living amongst us. He might be right next to you right now. You don't even know it while you're listening. You'll um, never know. But let's see what the people think that so, our boy looks like. Yeah, steel gray. Whoa, skater! Oh my god! That's only right that you're doing a strip tease because that right there is in fact the sound of the response of the week. So shout out to the one and only, the beautiful, the majestic, and the motherly figure on this podcast, Steel Gray for the response of the week. And as everyone knows, that does in fact mean that she has our most favoritist response on the questionnaire this week and will be able to read, be able to. She will bless us with the reading of the intro for the pen ultimate episode of season four next week. So Skater, Steel Gray's response that won her response of the week is? She says, somehow I have a mental picture of Hunter S. Thompson figure from Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. I just like, that is a pinpoint accuracy of a statement right there. I think that Rob, you can attest to this precisely what Doc Props Yeah, I, I was going to try and keep it secret still, but I guess the, the cat's out of the bag. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say she nailed it, but I was I guess I was waiting for you to... Uh, you I'm know, sorry, I stole first. your thunder. I got really excited. <laughs> no, go, now I don't feel so bad. Yeah, go ahead. Why don't you tell the people what Big Hacks thought, though? All right, Big Hacks. He says, the male version of Edna from The Incredibles. Uh, which I thought was great. I know you've never seen The Incredibles, but uh-uh. Edna is essentially the one who... Des- she's like the cute... Like, you know, what does uh, James Bond have? M? Like, yeah. Back so she's yeah. kind of like the M of The Incredibles. She makes all oh, okay. the... She makes all the... Uh, unif- not uniforms. What's the proper term for a superhero uh, outfit uniform suit suit she suit. makes all okay. the suits okay. there you okay. go okay. Yeah, um, yeah. I believe she also has some hands in some of the weaponry and other okay. technology so she's kind of like she's... Q too exactly yeah. Yeah. who's Q Q is like his gadget guy. Yeah, Builds right. All, all mixed together. Kind of like yeah. uh, what's Morgan Freeman's character in the uh, in yeah. the uh, Batman. Ba- Bateman Batman. Um, Not Bateman. Uh, yeah, Fox. Oh, uh, I don't know. I might be. I don't mean Fox. Fox or something like right. that. Yeah, right, right, yeah. Right, yeah. He's yeah. just basically kind of like the the head. She Edna is the brains behind the operation of the. Incredible. I get it. All right, skater. Next, we obviously had to have a beater beat this cheeks portion on here for the anybody's to vote on. So last week, speaking of Steel Grade, this week's response of the week winner. She wrote in after we had a heated debate on ketchup on eggs and basically let us know that we need to start trying salsa, salsa on, eggs. on eggs. If you're not eating salsa with your eggs, you're a cretin in Steel Gray's mind. You have the palate of a two-year-old. Just eats chicken nuggets and mac and cheese, which doesn't sound terrible right now. Um, <laughs> so we asked everybody this week. This was something new to both me and you. Not new but that we'd never heard of it, but we'd never tried it. We were both kind of aware that this exists on like Western omelets and shit like that. Yeah. But I don't think either of us really figured that this was something that was like kind of just consistently done on any type of eggs, which right. is what Steel Gray is implying. So we asked people, the anybody's, salsa on eggs, you beat or you beat in the cheeks? 100% of the vote, two weeks in a row with the eggs, beating the cheeks of salsa Damn. on eggs. So I think- that I'm going to have to start running the salsa all the time now. I think that we're going to, I don't, 
I don't know if we can make eggs live on the podcast, but in the next two episodes, we have Crescent Fresh coming back where we will be doing a live taste test of our hot sauce. Yeah. I don't know if doing it on eggs will be the most feasible, but maybe we do a little video or so. We got to do, we got to try salsa on eggs and let the people know. I mean, eggs aren't the hardest thing in the world to make. You Here's know? what we do, Skater. Yeah. Can you promise me this? From this time right now until we record next week, at some point in your own daily life and schedule, you will procure eggs, you will procure salsa, you will make eggs, you will add salsa, you will try it. I will do the same in my own schedule, in my own home, away from you, because I hate you. And then we'll come back and give our live reaction next week on the penultimate episode during the questionnaire portion before we're joined by our illustrious guest. Yeah. And give the people our thoughts on salsa and eggs. Can you commit to that? Yeah, sure. Done. Okay, so that's what yeah. we'll do. Our live beat or beat those cheeks trying kind of on next week's episode. Live reaction. See if we're also beating the cheeks like 100% of the anybody's. All right, Skater, what's the next question we had on here for everybody? All right. The next question, where should Neighbor and Yoga Ralph go for what's good in the hood and what should they get? Big Hacks says... Orums Donuts. Yeah, I, I think Orums is a good way to pronounce that. I'm not exactly sure. I got to look that up. So, Ralph, I know you're listening, baby. You you kind of, you drive the boat on all of our scheduling and stuff. So, why don't you look that up, see where that is. And yeah. We, we need some bakeries or like some sweet stuff. We got one in the hopper that's coming up. Yeah, there's but, not um, a lot out there. Yeah. And dude, we in, in had the, a- In the, the, um, the independent ones that are out there seem to- I don't think I said this on it. the mic last week, but I definitely told you off mic, we had a major- Pittsburgh Food Institution reach out to us about coming over and doing a what's good. Yes, One, dude. Huge. So nice. it'll be a contentious episode to say the least. So I'm excited to see what the people think about it. You that. nervous? <laughs> they should be nervous, not me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the attitude, yeah, yeah. dude. Oh, yeah. uh, all right, Skater. This has all been a little bit of a long intro, but we got no counterpunch this week. So we're just going to hop into the rest of the segments. Uh, you got any thoughts before we wrap up this questionnaire and toss it over to Sick and our boy Top Shelf Tom? Keep using your turn signals out there. And keep not texting while you're driving. Right. All right. So without any further ado, we present to you Six Fantasy Island and Shelf Reflection with Top Shelf Tom. Close to you if you need to. Yeah. It sounds good. Sounds good. So, all right. So, my final projection story. I'm recently started working with these new financial advisors out in Monroeville. I really like, and the whole purpose of my role is so you're to clearly not homeless. I'm not homeless. <laughs> yeah. Not jobless. Okay, but working from home, which uh, you know sometimes gives the impression of homeless and just sitting around and not doing anything for whatever. Yeah. Well, you'd miss this. I gave a little description of how we met you at the bus stop. Me just kind of you muttering to yourself you appeared homeless i didn't really know i just told skater i kind of uh, he was just judging you yeah and and <laughs> luckily not that that matters but not homeless just for the record <laughs> you caught me on a difficult day i remember <laughs> that day <laughs> so sorry your projection story i cut you okay, off okay so this is a funny projection story i've always been a loud talker so this recently came up with an advisor that i'm trying to get teamed up with if you will my whole role at at work is to try and get teamed up with a financial advisor because i run financial plans so I'm just a, uh, I'm just a resource right now. So this advisor I really like, 
I go out to his office and I, I, we're talking a little strategy about the financial plan I'm about to present. Hey, let's knock this one out of the park. We've done a couple together. He says, he says, hey, Nick, come here real quick. We're about to start the meeting. I say, well, just one second. I'm, I'm about to excuse myself and go to the bathroom and come back. And he said, oh, no, this will only take about 10 seconds. So he calls me into his office and he goes, I have some grandfatherly advice for you. And I'm like, oh, no, what's he going to tell me? I got oh, something shit. on my shirt. My breath stinks. <laughs> <laughs> What's this going to be? Because it's a very personal industry. We're sitting this close talking right. about yeah. people's finances. Yeah. What's he going to tell me? He goes, your voice, pro I'm going to try and tell the story like he talks. Your voice projects like three men I've ever known in my whole life. And he's like 68 years old. The first man was a man by the name of Ricky Davis. He was a black man, baritone singer, had a beautiful voice. He projected, <laughs> could fill up. <laughs> Bro, I'm oh, sorry. I, no, oh, my my blood pressure just sinks when I realize, oh, it's okay, just my good. loud voice. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've only been told that a thousand times. <laughs> so that, so okay. then I start talking like this. I'm so sorry. You know, he's like, Nick, no, I don't want that. I want you to be yourself. But if I go like this and he starts scratching his nose, if I go like this, it means you're talking a little too loud because you can come across as loud. And I know that's not you. Damn. This Hilarious. guy is a legend. I love he, him. What I a love him. What a legend. We can't shout him out because we got to, we got to keep you homeless. I like the people thinking you're homeless. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Shout out whoever this legend and anyone like him is who is just, you got, you got, which is perfect for you as well. I feel like I, you strike me as a baseball fan. <laughs> just like you got third base signals in life now. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. I can get across the diamond, you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so just like I thought sick when I saw you at this bus stop you are already an electric factory on the microphone my friend so this is, this is great. spectacular that you are joining us so thank you so much for your I was time. excited I was excited when I heard you guys did a podcast I it just like I got chills right now thinking about first ever I gotta be full disclosure first ever podcast so well, uh, you know you're hiding it spectacularly it like I, it. It I'm excited like I love listening to podcasts uh, you know I was gonna say fan of the show. <laughs> yeah, you, you can be okay, a fan. Of the I show. can be a fan of the show. You just caught up in the last few days since we saw yeah, you. Exactly. Yeah, since we met, yeah. you went and did the backlog. You're a huge fan of the show now. Really, really enjoying the show. Love <laughs> podcasts in general. When you asked me to do a fantasy segment, I'm not even sure how that came up, but I just must project fantasy. Because yeah. Well, it's, you were muttering my Jamar vibe. Chase and Christian McCaffrey just like uncontrollably for whatever reason. So I, I, I had a sense. I had a sense. Did someone say Jamar Chase <laughs> dropped a lot of balls in preseason by chance? No, only it would say that only idiots would say that I don't know who would say that only, so okay so you're alluding to it we've talked about it you're here for the first of what we hope will be many based on the anybody's feedback on fantasy football I think we've landed on six fantasy island or or are we going with six no huddle fantasy re review too many words with the no okay, huddle okay, fantasy six island. fantasy island six fantasy reminds island. me of Darrell Rivas former pit player one of my favorites uh, you know I can still picture him getting burned by Randy Moss in a Patriots uniform one of the one. last Darrell yeah. Rivas yeah. highlights Randy Moss is just torching him that year he has 20 touchdowns one handed oh Rivas pulls up a little limping but that's <laughs> that. no I got better memories than Re about day 98 when you juke too much oh man oh man Darrell Rivas huge fan Huge fan of mine. I would love to have a segment named that. He's a huge after. fan of yours? No, I'm a huge fan of his. Well, you said he's a huge fan of mine. So. <laughs> Maybe he will be after yeah. this. Yes. <laughs> love it. Okay. Six so fantasy Darrell Rivas Island. Which is <laughs> flows off the tongue. Can you give us a little history of your experience in fantasy football, kind of where you're coming from? Please. Please. I'd love that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've been playing 
since the days where you had to track it from the newspaper. I know people say that, but I have stories from my dad and my stepmom. I used to run their team. So I go with the name Team Pain always. It goes back about 20 years. I'm 32 years old. I've been doing this for about 20 years. Let's say five, let's say three to five teams a year. Oh, I'm almost damn. I'm almost 60 to 100 teams deep, okay? No, <laughs> no championships to show for it, but... <laughs> We'll cut that. We'll cut that. Please, please do. Please do. Oh, so I'm hoping to provide some trade knowledge, some position battle knowledge, some pickup knowledge, anything that might be helpful in terms of fantasy relevance as we approach week two of the year. That's absolutely spectacular because that's what everyone has been saying we're missing on this show. We have it on the questionnaire every week. If there's one thing the anybody's are clamoring for, Skater Rob, it's more fantasy football content. Yeah, well, from what I hear, it's a little more fun than just rooting for one home team such as the Steelers. And all joking aside, Skater, we were actually talking off mic. We did a lot of gambling talk last week, and that's very easy to kind of get lost in the sauce. Like when people are really gambling and you're not, it's like kind of hard to interject. Yeah. Fantasy football, I am a firm believer in anyone can participate and have a good time in it. Right. right? And no matter if you're somewhat interested Anybody in can the do NFL, this if you will. Uh-huh! Yeah. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. Take the mic. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? So so <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is the most fun I've had in 10 minutes of a segment. I love in four it. I love it. Show. So, okay. So, fa- start us off. What are we doing here? Sir? All right. So, quick re- quick rundown of what I'm going to review. What I thought would be really helpful coming into the year were some position battles, specifically Steelers wide, rec- wide receiver group and the Bengals wide receiver group. Both of those three players were taken around similar ADPs. So, I have a breakdown of some targets. ADP, some- average draft position. Thank you very much. That's what I'm yeah, here for. Yeah, I'm just yeah. Hey, thanks, guys. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm here for. This. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, just keep going. I'm just here to. I'm just here. To, I'm literally just going to be like those highlighted words on the internet, and you like click on that in an article, and it's like, oh, expands more. Like you just go, and I'm just here to just like, I'm uh, just go, baby. Love it. Go, Love baby. It. Go. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So we're gonna touch. We're gonna touch on Steelers wide receiver wide receiver battle. We got targets, catches, yards, touchdowns, four most important things when evaluating a fancy wide receiver, in my opinion. We're going to do the same thing for the Bengals. T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd might be an odd man out there. And then finally, we're going to wrap up with some free agent pickups, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, heading into week two. You know, there's already been some big injury news. There's been some big... Running back battles, thank you, performance battles that have taken over early. So let's jump right in. Fantasy football, it's one on the waiver wire, okay? It is, you can draft the best team out there, but you know it's a 16 week season, anything can happen. Sick. Your thoughts on waiver wires. Are you a guy who likes kind of the bid system once a week, everybody changes, comes up? Or are you a wild, wild west guy? Waiver wires open when it's open and we're running, baby. Okay. I used to be a fan of waiver wire open running when it's running because I was sitting there Sunday with my computer open and I could capitalize on that, but that's just not fair. You got people doing stuff on Sundays that can't sit there with their computer open. You didn't, you didn't strike me as, soft serve ice cream when we did so, so you're soft serve <laughs> but I, this is the thing people used to say, people used to say Nick you're getting an advantage getting all the best free agents because you're sitting there on your computer so I like to win without the advantage clearly haven't done that yet but <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I am trying to make it fair for all parties. The fairest thing is, the, man of is the waiver system, in yeah. my opinion, because not everyone can sit there every Sunday, all Sunday, and, and just watch when a running back, starting running back in particular, goes down and you immediately pick up their handcuff. 
It's just not fair. Fair, okay. Yeah, that's how I look at it. Is the, quick, is the quick I, synopsis, in my opinion. Skater, thoughts? I couldn't agree more, dude. I, I think that's that's honorable. Uh, I guess it's not sportsmanship. You're both pussies. It's sportsmanship. <laughs> hey, man, you got to draw your own red lines, dude. And if you... If you don't, then you're just going to be crossing over. I draw my lines line. in green with those winnings at the end, my boy. <laughs> in your dreams. But, All right. Well, you yeah. know what? I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Keep talking shit, and you're going to make me start a fantasy league with just us in it and get some people in there and see what happens. So why don't you well, keep talking right. shit over there? Well, Skater, I'm a little handicap over here as far as the knowledge goes. Maybe but we'll yeah, have, you know what? Let's just do it. Let's just do it. Yeah. Well, you we'll could take it. if you did it, you could take six advice and you'd be all right. So, all right, let's get yeah, into this advice here. Yeah. All right. So, starting from, in my opinion, highest drafted player and most relevance. Let's talk a little Steelers, okay? Let's talk yes. our hometown Steelers. Big win over the Bills. Shout out. Yeah. Went into Buffalo as I believe a touchdown or more underdog Six came out half. on top. Love it. Love it. Great statement win early Plus for our Steelers. On the money line. Thank. <laughs> Thank you. Deontay Johnson, let's talk a little bit about him. In a game where Roethlisberger only threw for 188 yards, Deontay Johnson, far and away the largest amount of target share, finished with 10 targets, 5 catches, 36 yards, and a beautiful deflected toe-tapping touchdown. Oh, Absolutely man, show me that one one more time. And yeah, off crazy. of maybe not playing the entire second quarter after bumping his knee. Right, At least right. missing like half of a quarter when, when he was – that was a tense moment when Great he went point. Down. Great yeah. point. He's yeah. very fragile. He gets involved a lot in screen games. You know, it sets up the ability to get an ankle rolled up on. He gets involved heavily. He is a fast guy. You know, there is a little – Injury scareness there when it comes to Deontay he Johnson. Was a that we've seen. Drafted fantasy player this year. I feel like agreed. Yeah. Agreed. He showed it. 31 percent of the target share. Roethlisberger threw the ball thirty-two times. Tar- targeted Deontay Johnson ten. Remains a must-start wide receiver one in my opinion. Finished the week with fourteen point six fantasy points in PPR. Lone touchdown in the Steelers offense as well. How you doing? Hey, <laughs> who, we, who we got in week two? Oh, them freaking uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Las Vegas Raiders coming off a big overtime win last night. On Monday Night Football, no less. Tired, tired, Damn. tired legs coming across. It's a beautiful stadium now. How you doing? Oh, it's gorgeous. Let's get into the right into the next player evaluating in the position group battle. Chase Claypool, owned by Team Payne. Finished the game, five targets, three catches, 45 receiving yards, 25 yards rushing. I want to touch on that rush in a second. No touchdowns. Nikki, this 25-yard rush looked explosive. He's reading blocks. They love to get him involved. Except when he should have cut it inside instead of outside and he would have scored. But we'll leave that part out. Okay, so I I missed that. Oh, yeah. He He got to like the 12-yard line. He had two guys closing on him in the middle. He could have split the gap. He would have hit the end zone right at the goalpost. He cut it outside. He got tackled at three. He'll learn. He catches. He don't run. He'll learn. He'll be all right. He catches. He'll learn. So he finishes with five targets again. Can we say one thing, though? The eye black, the Rambo eye black, that's oh. got to go. You go. You can only do that if you're like some sick defensive player. You can't have the – it looks freaking ridiculous. Okay. I, I agree. I agree. That catch he made along the sideline, that sure, hands that's catch. A, that's what I'm saying. That's he a plays too play. well to look that ridiculous. Like, I don't – like, no one could make – on offense could make that one line across your face look sweet. <laughs> it just doesn't – I love that you called it the Rambo line. Yeah, True. that's all I True. can think about. You play like, wide receiver. Yeah, come You're on. You're not Rambo. Yeah, yeah, right. Tight end, maybe. Like, maybe. Yeah, yeah, Travis yeah. Kelsey. Yeah, uh, Jawan Johnson. Kittle. Now, if he, if he ends up being sick, Stater, how you doing? Um, yeah. So, speaking of, we're going to touch on a Penn State. Uh, you Penn State fan? 
sick. Hey, big Penn State fan, actually 2012 graduate. You know, the best five or six years of your <laughs> life on the back of sick shirt. How you thought? <laughs> Very interesting you bring it up. There is a skill player for the Steelers that is going to kind of cut into this target share. Pat Fryermuth beat out Eric Ebron for the starting tight end. Had a very nice catch down the middle for 20 yards. Could really see him maybe eating into some red zone targets for Claypool. Juju Smith-Schuster, who we're going to touch on in a second. But to wrap up Claypool, finished with 80 total yards. 25 on that of that came on that nice rushing attempt. I thought by me, Nikki didn't really agree. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, that Your nice, segment, baby. <laughs> and then, of course, that beautiful catch along the sidelines he had over Tredavious White. Very good cornerback. Beautiful hands catch. Just shows his capability. Is there going to be enough pass attempts in this offense, Nikki, to support three wide receivers? We're about to touch the, on the third one in a second. But in your opinion, as a Steelers fan, did you see enough to support three starting fantasy wide receivers moving forward? I Yes, with a caveat of I think it's going to be hard to tell who's going to pop each game. You know what I mean? Because like it's hard to watch after one game. Juju seems to get all the targets on first and second down. Chase only gets the splash plays, and Deontay's kind of his go-to. You know what I mean? So it's in, in PPR, I think PPR versus non-PPR would definitely determine who you're going to take. To me, Deontay seems like the one that's head and shoulders above everybody because he has more of an ability for splash plays than right. Juju. Gets the same amount of targets and gets way more than Claypool. And and again, now that we have Najee, this is going to be different. But like for the last couple of years, our run game has been like the drag route or like the screen or whatever it is to that quick pass and then run it out. So Deontay is the go-to guy for that. And clear, like he would have cut it inside. <laughs> He would have faced that yeah, play. Yeah, for he sure. He would have got it. For sure. You bring up a couple great points talking about the target share that Juju sees. Claypool finished with 10 fantasy points in PPR. Finally, Juju finished with eight targets, four catches, 52 yards, which led the team. No touchdowns, which was good for 25% of the target share and 9.2 fantasy points. So the overall synopsis in my opinion, is you have three startable fantasy wide receivers here. I think Deontay Johnson must start every week. You have Chase Claypool, a wide receiver two, wide receiver three flex, and you have Juju Smith-Schuster, who I'm going to move down to my wide receiver two flex position, depending on who you have. But serviceable. Yeah, no, and again, I think the one thing I was thinking, too, is Deontay gives you the best yak chance for any of those guys. Absolutely. speed, like any of that stuff. Absolutely. So I love it. Yeah, I think that that's a concise analysis, if nothing else. Skater, thoughts? You guys are doing a great job. Thank you. I, I, I really am. I'm soaking it all in. <laughs> Keep it rolling, Sam. Keep it rolling. What you we got next? It. <laughs> yeah. All right. Very similar. Let's touch on the wide receiver position group for the Cincinnati Bengals. Again, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd. Similar ADPs a couple weeks ago. But I think position. there were two players that really... Average draft position. Thank you. Two players that really distinguished themselves over the other. Let's start with T. Higgins. Five targets, four catches, 58 yards, and a touchdown. I see T. Higgins as a wide receiver, too, moving forward. T. Higgins, similar to Deontay Johnson, also missed some time in that game, had to receive an IV, but came back, looked good, finished with 15.8 fantasy points. 
Quickly, I'm going to get into Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd, and then we can talk about them as a whole. So Jamar Chase finished with seven targets, five catches, 101 yards, and a touchdown. Oh, man, if you haven't seen the touchdown, go back and look at it. He is a burner, okay? There's not going to be anybody that's going to be able to keep up with Jamar you're, Chase. You're smiling like a Cheshire cat, like one of the 19 team pains you got in, in rotation this year. <laughs> God damn it. Am I, am I right there, sick? Did I, I got a lot of stock in Chase this year. So that was, you know, there's always so much weight put into week one, which is – uh, overdone, but it was a beautiful thing to see. Sure was. Nice. It was a beautiful thing to see. So it's very well known, Jamar Chase, college teammates with Joe Burrow. I think we saw the connection there. Burrow, of course, missed a lot of time last year. Let's not forget what Burrow did in that national championship game in 2019 to Clemson. 463 yards, five touchdowns, along with a rushing touchdown. How you doing? Jamar Chase in that game, 221 yards, two touchdowns. No big deal. I see explosive things for this offense and maybe a team that could be turning it around in a very tough AFC North. Bengals finished last in that division last year. What's that mean? Easier schedule. They play all the AFC last place teams. Finally, Tyler Boyd. Then we'll talk about him as a whole. Tyler Boyd is going to be the lone man out, in my opinion. Finished with four targets, three catches, 32 yards, no touchdowns. Cincinnati ran the ball 36 times to just 27 pass attempts. Steelers had a similar pass to rush total. I just see more skill in the wide receivers in Pittsburgh than I do in the wide receivers in Cincinnati, leaving Tyler Boyd the odd man out and relegated to the bench. Tyler Boyd only finished with 800 yards last year and four touchdowns. Granted, Burrow didn't play a lot of that year, but now you have Jamar Chase cutting into those targets. I just see Tyler Boyd as much as we love him from... The Berg. The Berg. Being more of a bench asset and maybe a wide receiver fill-in were Chase or Higgins to go down. Okay, so as opposed to the Steelers where you think all are very suitable and it's kind of picking the best of any option, you think that there is a clear like bench in the Cincinnati situation. Absolutely. And anyone who would have drafted Tyler Boyd is potentially a Cretan doofus moron. He was, he was probably the third wide receiver drafted of that group, of the Cincinnati group. So you probably took him knowing that uh, there was a chance he might be relegated to the bench and knowing that he's going to be playing with a good quarterback. So I don't know the Boyd owners out there. I didn't get any Boyd stock as much as I love him. I thought Chase and Higgins, two guys drafted higher than Boyd, were going to be the clear-cut one and two coming into the year. An understandable analysis. Skater, thoughts? Yeah, I, I'm just blown away on all this analysis that you guys know. It's sick. It's yeah, fun, I'm honestly. really bummed that sick didn't come prepared at all. Like, no research, yeah, no oh, stats. Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, all right, yeah, we're just getting in the way now, Skater. Keep the train rolling, sick. All right, so we're, we're T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, you're good with either one of those. You got Tyler Boyd, Yin's in trouble. For now. For now. For now. For now. We don't uh, want to put too much stock in week one, but when you come back in season five, true. maybe we get a little Tyler Boyd update. How you doing? It's a fluid situation, as they say. <laughs> yes. All right. So <laughs> I dig it. That kind of is some specific position battles there. Did you have more position battles or next is kind of your, your pickups? Uh, next is pickups. Some pickup, some uh, position battles I'd like to focus on in the future. Similar thing. Drafted around the same spot. Jaguars wide receiver group. What are you doing with Marvin Jones, DJ Shark, and Chenault? Okay. Nice the, pronunciation. Thank you. <laughs> the wide receiver group in um, Arizona. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad you asked. We're going to touch on it a little bit here in pickups. 
I think that's a position group that needs to be touched on is the Arizona wide receiver two, wide receiver three battle. If Kyler Murray is going to continue dicing up defenses like he did last week, that was fun to watch. Sure oh, man, was. he's quickly turning into my favorite non-stealer. <laughs> him and, Sa- him and Saquon Barkley. in your face right there. It's like you were like, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with what you, man. You, yeah, yeah, you better yeah. not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Six about to come over the table, Jim Everett style on me. <laughs> we got a two-sport athlete. And Kyler Murray. I've always been a fan of that. I've always loved the basketball, football players, the football, baseball players. Just think that's so cool. The, sure. the, the most athletic, you know, players in the world were good enough to play two sports. Kyler Murray kind of fits that mold. I love it. I love yeah. it. Okay, so let's get into these pickups a little bit. So I'm assuming these are people that are players that in most leagues are available probably in what, like at least 75% of leagues, something like that, 80% of leagues. I tried, correct. I yeah. tried to go in order of, you know, moving down the list, probably these top two guys at each position are going to be owned. If you're out there in an 8-10 team league, you're going to want to check on these guys first. And then moving down the list, hopefully these guys are available in some of your 12 teams league some uh like i said some injury replacements there was a big week of injuries this year and and even some guys that i thought were were good sleepers to start the year who might not have done much in week one can kind of be counted on moving forward dig it let's go cool let's start with the quarterbacks so in order Jalen Hurts probably drafted in your league. Great sure. week one, I think finished with three touchdowns. Got a ni- couple, couple nice weapons there, and and Rieger and Smith. Put really like Jalen Hurts this year. Again, in order, Tua, ooh, and then Joe Left. Burrow, and then Trevor Lawrence. A lot of the, those four young guys. There's probably one sitting out on your wire. Again, I would go in order: Jalen, Tua, Burrow, Lawrence. Those top three guys in their second year. A lot to be said for quarterbacks coming into their second year. Also, those top three guys all suffered an injury last year. There could be some hidden value there. People not really understanding how good those three can be in Jalen Hurts to a Taga Vailoa. Ooh, the pronunciation game is on fleek. <laughs> <laughs> Brother is a starting quarterback at Maryland, I believe. Keep I, an eye out. How you doing? Oh, and, Trevor, and Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, number one overall pick this year. Do you believe in Urban Meyer leading an NFL group of guys with maybe the worst roster of those four? If you look at Philly's roster for Hertz, if you look at Tua's roster in Miami, they're coming off a big win against uh, arch rival New England. Yep. Burroughs roster in Cincinnati. All three of those rosters give me some confidence as opposed to Trevor Lawrence roster in Jacksonville, even though he has some wide receiver weapons that we touched on and want to evaluate that position group. Trevor Lawrence is my fourth in that group because he's a rookie, and I just don't believe in that. Not team yet. I feel you. And, I mean, Urban Meyer, if you don't believe in him, he definitely believes in Trevor Lawrence because I think he threw the ball 52 times last Damn, week. Damn, dude. I didn't know that Urban Meyer was coaching for – For now. Now they got him rumored to go quit there and go to USC or some bullshit. But I don't what? Know. Yeah, really? USC just fired their guys. That's a podcast for another day, Skater. Uh, we got you. I'm sorry. Yeah, right yeah. No, you're doing good. I love that you're doing I, research. I'm just trying Keep to get up. involved here. I, I hear a couple names that I know. I'm like, oh, yeah. Let <laughs> 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 me just throw something out there about this guy. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Oh, okay. All right. Continue. So those are our QB pickups. What we got next? Running backs? All right. Running back pickups. This one's interesting. The two favorites that I have play on the same team, and you're going to see why. Eli Mitchell, 10% owned, six-round rookie. He finished week one, 19 carries, 104 yards, and a touchdown. Good for 16 and a half fantasy points. For the? San Francisco 49ers. He looks like the starter moving forward with Raheem Mostert now out for the year. Another very interesting running back pickup, something to keep an eye on, Trey Sermon, third-round rookie out of the Ohio State. 
Trey Sermon. Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Like, I, I'm sorry. Like, I, I don't pay attention to much college football, but uh, Ohio State is in my family's blood, dude. Oh, yeah. So, and they don't have – they're not Cleveland Browns fans. They're not Bengals fans. They're not NFL fans at all. So every time I go see them, which is rare, but it's just Ohio State this, Ohio State that. No, it's I It's crazy. It. I dig it. Okay, oh, yeah. so – I can speak on – real quick, scare Rob, I can speak on, on that well. Kylie, my fiance, I, I don't know how I was able to keep a fiance, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kylie, my uh, fiance's extended family, they're all from Columbus, big Ohio State yeah. fans. And, yep. you know, I'm a big Penn State fan and it's very, it's very much passionate. So I can't really, right. you know, talk, talk too much shit on it, but they're, they're very passionate about their Buckeyes, which I can appreciate. I'm very passionate about Only my Only one Nittany team Lions. in that conversation is 2-0 right now. So how you doing? Really? Auburn, whiteout coming this week. <sighs> huge. Oh, huge. Shit. You going sick. You can be in the stands. I'd love to. I'd love to. I'm hey, not gonna anybody, you got an extra ticket? I'll DM us. We'll get Damn. you. We'll get you linked with sick. <laughs> we'll do a little. We'll do a little um, draft preview coming into the year. That's another thing I love to do is a little draft preview along with I mean, fantasy analysis. Sick. I, I think the anybody's are gonna absolutely love you. <laughs> so I think you'll be back to do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. So sorry. Okay. Uh, Sermon and uh, Sermon Mitchell. and Eli Mitchell. So Eli Mitchell first looks like the starter. Sermon, very interesting. Looked like going to be the backup to Mostert this year. Came in, was a handcuff in a lot of drafts. Might have been dropped after week one. Was a healthy scratch coming into week one. Interestingly enough, Mostert goes down for the year. Eli Mitchell gets his chance to shine. He might not look back. So in order, I'm going Eli Mitchell, Trey Sermon. Moving on to the wide receiver group. Again, an interesting wide receiver pickup. I'm going to focus on one team, Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray looked unstoppable. I want a piece of that offense, okay? Two guys, largely unowned right now. It's not going to be for long. Christian Kirk, 15% owned. Rondale Moore, rookie. Two guys coming into the year that looked like they were going to be playing behind A.J. Green. Who? A.J. Green still in the league? Yes. Not looking good. Finished with two catches for 25 yards on five targets. It's only a matter of time until he gets replaced by one of these two guys, Christian Kirk, Rondale Moore. I want to know who it is. I want a piece of that offense. I've got got Christian Kirk stock this year in my league, so I'm all in on Christian Kirk. Last pick in my draft. Beautiful pick. Thank you, sick. Potential sleeper. Several years. I didn't start him last week. He had fucking 16 points or whatever the frig it was. Still one. How you doing? Uh, yeah, I thought his draft status was maybe a little down this year, but coming into the last two years, it was Christian Kirk, who was going to be the number two behind DeAndre Hopkins. Christian Kirk, so maybe this is the year. Great pick. Yeah, I love it. Okay, what we got next? Finally, let's finish off with um, Deontay Harris, wide receiver for New Orleans Saints. Jameis Winston looked good. Remember, yeah, this is, Dude, I mean, five touchdowns is five touchdowns. It's so. still a Sean Payton-led it's, offense at yeah, the very least. So sure. you yeah. put anybody in there, maybe... Uh, you know, maybe yeah, it I'm just not a Jameis guy, but he's, I mean, his post game, just his post game. I didn't. Oh, what my did, God. His what quote, he, he says, he's like, uh, yeah, we're just really trying to be prepared. My trainer told me, he said, wait, what did he say? He's told us to be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, that part I do That's love awesome. about him, dude. He is just like, he is like a lab, dude, like a Labrador retriever where he's just like, his 
dumbass training videos with his like fat belly and like he's like doing the stupidest <laughs> shit. They like hit him with bowling pins and shit. Like he just does the wildest stuff. And I, I just like, I don't know, man. 30 30 was like one of my favorite seasons when he threw 30 touchdowns, 30 Damn. picks. And he's just like, he's ridiculous. I guess maybe I do love him. Come on, talk about it. <laughs> yeah, 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 it sounds yeah. like it. So, okay. All he's, right, someone, he's someone, and this is talked about a lot. Uh, around NFL circles if you watch a lot of NFL shows on ESPN like I try to do when my cable's not cutting out so it's like they talk Paying about Bill sick yeah sometimes <laughs> it's the 14th can it be midnight yet I, I might be staying here until midnight so, so, so some money hits my account so I can take the bus home but uh, <laughs> oh my god okay alright Jameis Winston direct deposits this shit's all over the place man oh okay alright who the oh, fuck are we even great. talking about anymore I don't even know Sorry, you caught me. You got you're, me. I track. see you're editing your team right now. What are you <laughs> oh, doing? Are you, are you picking up one of your own advice? That would be pretty smart. Deontay Harris, take a look at him. Marquez Callaway was the sleeper wide receiver New Orleans uh, in New Orleans. So uh, maybe take a look at Deontay Harris if that continues to be an offense putting up 25, 30 points a game. Again, similar to the Arizona Cardinals offense. I want a piece of that. Uh, you know, sign me up for anywhere. Sean Payton, Cliff Kingsbury are throwing the ball around. So that's Deontay Harris as the third wide receiver pickup. In my opinion, it goes Christian Kirk, Rondale Moore, Deontay Harris, AJ Green is now droppable. Ooh, drop him. Droppable Damn. scale. Drop spill. Uh, sounds crazy to me. <laughs> <laughs> Mind blown. Yeah. Oh, I dig it. Oh, sick. This is amazing, man. I mean, we were busting your balls, but like, I had no idea you would come in this prepared, man. This I'm is awesome. Yeah, this I mean, is awesome. And, and again, like Skater said, like even if people aren't super into fantasy football, they're going to be like forced to be now just because they're going to be into you. So I mean, they got to awesome. respect the craft. That's dude. what I'm saying, I mean, dude. That's, that's what I'm saying. So. I appreciate that. Okay. Are we wrapping it up there? Do we have more free agency pickups? We can do. We can do tight ends and defense real quick. Absolutely. We won't touch on it. Just go in order. Order, make sure Rob Gronkowski, Dallas Goddard are owned in your leagues. Gronk, I think, finished with two touchdowns. Yep. Looked really good. That connection with Brady, that Red offense, zone. again, we touch on offenses. We want we want pieces of offenses. It's fantasy, man. It's We're fantasy. Not, what else do we want? Right. Offense, points, bang, bing, boom. Goddard, we, tucked on J we touched on Jalen Hurts. I think they have a little connection there. Make sure Goddard was uh, picked up in your league. And then Gerald Everett scored a touchdown out in Seattle. Russell Wilson has always liked the tight end. He's made some tight ends fantasy friendly that maybe would, don't have the skill set of Gerald Everett. Nikki, don't go look. I already owned him. I already owned him. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big yeah, believer. I'm a big believer in getting that tight end two, quarterback two, constantly being as good as you can. For example, in a 12-team league, you might own your quarterback two might be the 13th best quarterback. It only takes two weeks for that 13th best quarterback to jump up to the eighth best quarterback. Now, all of a sudden, you got the fourth best quarterback and the eighth best quarterback, and that's a trade piece. So you're constantly trying to acquire trade pieces through the wire. You're constantly uh, trying to approve your team position by position because you never know when that trade chip's going to come in and, you know, be the championship piece. Dude, I mean, that's a great strategy for life, I think. <laughs> great strategy for life. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Don't make me go deeper on this. No, I'll go, please. I'll I don't think either. anybody's <laughs> ready for that, man. I think they're barely ready for this. <laughs> oh, okay. So those are the tight ends. Did you touch on the defense, defense or did I miss that? Defense, since uh, Cleveland Browns and Arizona Cardinals. I like defenses that are going to be, have the lead. I can see Arizona Cardinals having the lead a lot. Chandler Jones had five sacks alone. 
they're probably owned. Cleveland Browns might not be. Okay, Miles Garrett leads that defense. I think they have a good run game. That means they control the clock. Defense doesn't give up a lot of points. That's the, the most valuable thing in fantasy is points allowed. That's the one thing you can count on. Can't always count on sacks, interceptions, but sacks and interceptions come when that defense has the lead. Opposing offense is forced to pass. So you tend to stick with one defense for the majority of the season as opposed to the week-by-week week based on matchup approach. That's a good question. Defense is – it's a feel. Yeah. Do I have a good defense right. that could be season-long? I don't want to drop them for maybe a weekly matchup. Right. But if my if my team defense isn't a week isn't a season-long defense, I'm playing that weekly waiver wire game. Easiest way to do that, go to your available players, sort by week two projected points. <sighs> little tip there. Little for tip. Everybody at little home. tip for everyone out there. In case you didn't get enough tips already. <laughs> yeah, yeah oh, for real. Sick. This is amazing, man. How does it feel your first podcast experience? You it, seemed very nervous. It seemed like it took you a while to warm up. You didn't seem too comfortable. So I'm just. I hope you'll come back. It seemed like a miserable experience. I, no, I would. I would love to be invited back. You know, I. I might come across a little soft spoken. I don't mean to come across <laughs> soft spoken. <laughs> who, who was gonna listen to this and think you came across as soft spoken? Yeah, so maybe real. give me another yeah. chance here. Let me get a little more prepared next time. I got more position <laughs> battles. I got more pickups. He's doing jokes, skater. I get it now. He's doing jokes. <laughs> oh my God. Sick. This is amazing, man. Thank you so much. We yeah, love thanks for Any coming. parting words for the anybody before is... we kick you the frig out of here? Oh, okay. Hey, I'm a fan of the show. These guys put on a home run derby I heard not too long ago. It was a hit. It was a hit. I'm looking forward to the next one. Our derby's ringing bells yeah, in the bus stop so community. Fun, dude. Let's go. Yes. Yeah. Anybody can do this, dude. <laughs> Anybody can join the Home Run Derby. Anybody any, can jump any, on the pod, man. Look anybody can jump on the pod. <laughs> yeah. Anybody can do a lot of things out there. I love I, it. That's it. Let's roll. So we are anxiously awaiting the arrival of Top Shelf Tom. Got it. Skater, yes. how do you feel? We have a live studio audience. Sick will not leave us alone. Has decided to hang out Man, for this. That we is love that. We the coolest thing that we happened today so far. Studio. Oh yes. my God. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> yes, Top Shelf. Give it to me. Top I need it. Fellas. Yes. yes. <laughs> we can turn his audio up. Right? What it do? Can you? Do I gotta turn you up in our ears here, and then we are good. Oh, that's way too loud. Am I ringing? How are you? Am I ringing? Am I? Uh, is it too sensitive here? No, you're good. I, I just need to turn you up even that? more. You sound. Yeah. Turn it up a little bit. Me? No, me. All right. You sure it's not too? Why does it do that? Too much? Oh. No, you okay, don't sound. Okay, that sounds you sound better. Absolutely perfect. Can you, you look better? Can you hear us, Top Shelf? Yeah. All right. We're in it. We Blazing. said this was a free swim. Welcome to the free swim shelf. How the hell are you, man? So you've officially let's let's start first things first. You have not quit the show. No, no, the rumors <laughs> the, the rumors are not true. The rumors are not true that you okay, well, first of all, Thank we owe God. you an apology. We truly do apologize that we point breaked without you and we appreciate <laughs> yeah. your forgiveness. And we also appreciate potentially the best joke that we've had of season four with uh uh <laughs> w- neighbor Judas and Trader Rob. <laughs> Which is amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, that was good. You, you sons of bitches. 
But uh, I don't. I honestly, I don't know how much I could have contributed um, that could have, you know, held a held a flame to uh, Skater Rob's piano impression. That shit is money. Oh, dude, he was when I tried to have him do it on the spot again, and he froze and wait, just like wait, did no, the same was, line. That was even yeah. better because it was like, like it was, you know, it was like a week or two after, and then uh, what was what. Drop something, bro. Or forgot something, bro. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just dude, like, the simpler ones are always the ones that get you the most, dude. Right. You lose something, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then uh, we were text on the side, but that uh, that football game really lives up to the hype. In dude, break. It, yeah. <laughs> Is it not the worst? Is it not the worst athletic scene in a movie ever? Yeah. No, I mean, I, <laughs> I couldn't say the worst. I'm sure. It's probably something worse. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was a true, like, when he just, when Keanu tries to throw that pass, that's just like, they just should have cut that and it would have been fine. That's the only thing that they needed to cut. Yeah, and he's supposed to be like an all-American, like, college football player, like a quarterback. Fresh <laughs> off the Rose Bowl. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He Johnny, was in the Rose Bowl two years ago. I was like, what? Who got injured? Johnny Why did United he get in? Like, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Show, in the cup. That's on me. I should have asked you that as well. Oh, ah, yeah. Tonight. No, that's, it's just a little V now. Oh, um, a little rouge, a okay. little yeah, tab, a little yeah. Pinot Noir. I actually so what the hell's up, man? How you been? Are you you're back from the shore, it looks like? For those anybody who don't know, your July sabbatical is officially over, considering it's September. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, 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 I, yeah. I, had, I head to the coast to get some uh, some salt water, some salt air. You know, it's, nice. some it's taffy and shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man. Summer was good. Uh, I didn't pick that much at all um, what yeah I did know. you say did not i did not no it was more Damn. of a i guess that was kind of misleading based on the uh you know the, the moment where nick virtually met me in my life was uh like you know covid quarantines ah. and shit were happening so like the only thing i like we were doing was just like taking things out Oh, We're gonna cut okay. this out because I'm not gonna live in a world where Top Shelf Tom is like trying to distance himself from the picnic brand. I don't want to be. I don't want any part of that. Yeah, yeah I, I had mean, a bunch of questions uh, lined up for you, but well, yeah, whatever. I mean, I, I, we can skip it. I still enjoy picnics. You can fire them off. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we can still find you out there. What's your go-to? What is what is your must-have three items in a picnic basket? Top Shelf Tom's picnic basket always has. Uh, well. Certainly, I've got an 80 inch by 80 inch uh, blanket with like a tarp underside, and then like a uh, sick, you know, like a comfy like blanket type top, so you can feel comfortable setting that down and some random grass and mud. Yeah. Uh, the second essential would have to be some alcohol. Uh, nice. Wine's nice. It's not too bad because if you're like slugging beers at a park where there's not like a bathroom accessible. Um, sometimes I get like yeah, sketched right. out of having to take like you know a piss in the bushes or something. Catch a little, catch a little uh, pedophile charge just pissing yeah. at the park or whatever. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. oh my god, that's that's know. a vet move right there. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the third item, like some I mean, cheese or something. Say, yeah, what's the yeah. food? I mean, it's kind of tough to bring like a cheese plate or something. Hoagies travel well. Um, yeah, or, you know, left-handed cigarettes never heard either. Ooh, there you go. That's your thing. How you doing? 
Uh, well, that's awesome, man. I mean, I don't. I think uh, something the anybody's would love to hear about. And like we said, this is free swim. We're gonna just kind of check in with Top Shelf Tom. We're gonna bullshit, get his thoughts on kind of pop culture things like that, and maybe preview even some things that we think we're gonna do in season five after our little break coming up here in October. So I think the first place to start, and you can choose to plead the fifth on this. Do we want to talk at all about Andy Feathers and Fancy Bread's trip to Philadelphia and any potential ridiculousness that? the anybody's would enjoy from that i was unable to join because that was the honky tonk weekend but uh i I know that they came out there and again kept top shelf and i from ever meeting in person Mm -hmm. which is ridiculous Mm -hmm. (laughs) absolutely ridiculous so we can breeze through that weekend if it's not as memorable as one may think or we can i'm sure the anybody's would love a little tidbit of it i'm trying to think of what the what uh What we'd be comfortable having, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not trying to jam everybody up. The, you know, onto the internet. Okay, let's forever. say this. I know where we can start. One of, one of, if not the only nemesis in anybody history was also on this trip. Was there any contentiousness surrounding Andy Feathers, uh, Eli, aka Fancy Bread, executive producers from the Anybody Can Do This Show, and our good friend slash number one enemy sam leonard <laughs> sam, <laughs> sam leonard well uh yeah there, there's no real beef i'm trying to think of what we were even up to uh a lot of chilling like a no lot good. of vibing uh talking i know we mentioned uh doing a what's good in the hood episode in philly so we did get uh yeah it's called angela's pizza it's like the new kid on the block in philadelphia it's like relatively recent and uh Cool. They've got like amazing cheesesteaks, amazing pizza. The dude like, not to you know, not not to steal a little airspace. I know there's no free ads. So sorry. No, I mean there is definitely but, free ads if they invite us there for free pizza mm, for sure. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, uh, get, get it, so get so that got, pie, son. We got Angelo's one day. We were slinging discs one day. We did some disc golf. Yes. Um, who was the best and who was the worst disc golfer? Eli won. So of course it's, it's a twenty-seven, uh, it's a twenty-seven hole course, and so we did the first nine just kind of warming up. Which of course the first nine, I'm I had like three birdies, like I was easily like, I was like, you know, <laughs> not a big shit. deal. Like, yeah, it was yeah. like you know, you sure you guys want to like bet on the like, you know, any hard games? games? Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> yeah, and then you know, Eli kind of hustled me a little bit, I think, or maybe I just caved under the pressure. But uh, maybe the vibes got too heavy. Yeah, the vibes might have been a little too heavy. That happened the last time, time to time. Last time I played disc golf with Fancy Bread, uh, we played. There's like a park. There's like a course in like like up on Mount Washington or like Oliver or somewhere like right up here. It's like this hilarious nine hole course on legitimately just the side of a hill. And so Eli and I were on like the fourth or fifth hole and he absolutely launches this drive dude over the fairway, over the next fairway, over the fence onto somebody's roof dog. Like it was one of those moments where like it, we saw it the whole time. It clangs onto the roof. We look at each other and we just left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We were like, you're down one disc dog and we're out of here. Like, yeah, like these, is not the neighborhood where like they're cool with us going to get our frisbee back like yeah, yeah, yeah. like that you know what right. i mean like that's was, what you gotta do sometimes so that's why it's even more surprising that he handled it yeah. so oh man oh yeah so no. shelf let's oh sorry go ahead no you say? say that was good but you're certainly missed oh yeah i know and i i think it's only right that we come out there 
solo. I can't have Fancy Bread and Andy Feathers weighing me down. They're always more trouble than they are mm-hmm. uh, good. So I just really, I'm excited for this. And I guess this is your ex- official acceptance of our apology and your extending of an invitation for us to come and do a live show down there, Philly. Mm-hmm. Apology accepted. I, I oh, accept the amen. olive branch. Man, it feels so much better now. Um, speaking of olive branches, mm-hmm. someplace that I want to get your opinion that there doesn't appear to be an olive branch anytime soon would be between Kanye and Drake. I appreciate that little giggle down there. I see you enjoyed that transit. Almost five, almost four seasons done of this already. I mean, I'm, I, this is what I do. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I know we were texting a little bit on the side. You want to talk about this? Two big albums both out. I saw you post on your story that Drake has gotten you hip to somebody via a sample recently that you're really digging. Oh, what are your oh, thoughts? That was actually uh, I was being sarcastic. It was just, it's not a bad thing. But. <laughs> okay, alright. Hey, you know I, good looking, talented, not intelligent. Necessarily the things that describe Neighbor Nick. So I, I'm okay with that. Um, so yeah, what are your thoughts, man? I'm rambling enough. People know what you wanted here. Yeah, yeah. No, that was... Uh, that was interesting. There's a lot of hype behind that. Um, I think my uh, my introduction to the anybody can do this uh, universe was defending Kanye in a uh, questionnaire when you guys were rating him beat, which I think. Uh, I mean, I get it. I absolutely get it. Um, but I think some, you know, particularly his early stuff, but even through like. You know, up to Jesus, Pablo is pretty good, but he always does something different. You know, he's undeniably been influential, and he's got some classic albums or something like that. He's de- he's probably one of my top three hip hop guys. Um, Did you listen to the last installment of Dear Bozos with JWO? Because we kind of got oh, into yeah, this, where yeah, not yeah, yeah. yeah you've yeah, kind of officially yeah. you Yoke a lot of the anybody's have officially kind of changed my beatness on Kanye and kind of have grown to accept like the development and the artistry and, and Yoke put it the best. I miss, I am beat on Kanye, the lyricist. I am not beat on Kanye, the producer or the musician or musician's a weird word to say with him, but like, uh, I don't know what producer beat maker, engineer, whatever you want to call it. Like composers, no, another fair. terrible word. That's fair. Yeah, that's yeah. And yeah, and he's, I, know, yeah, I mean, Yoke, uh, the Yoke man was breaking it down. I know he was watching all the, uh, all the streams and stuff, which was like, you know, just insane. And he was a little more. That's an investment. Yeah. yeah. He was a little more eloquent than, uh, you know, than I'm being and, and will be talking about this. But, but you know, he try and really, talk into the top of that microphone. Your sound's way better when you're talking to like the very top of it. How's this? Is this better? Perfect. That's, yeah, that's the way better. Yeah. Money maker right yeah, there. So like I was saying, he was definitely a little more eloquent and had, uh, you know, introduced some good. I didn't watch the streams. I guess that's one. That's where I should start. Cause it was just like, you know, my, my younger sister was texting me. She was like, oh, you're going to watch the stream tonight? And I was just like, no. Like, <laughs> I feel like that's going to make me way less exci- – like any excitement level that I have for an album like that is going to be totally squashed by like nine listening parties as ridiculous as that. Yeah, I feel yeah. Like and that first yeah. one, like I was like, all right, there's no chance this album's coming out like on time. And then lo and behold, it was delayed like – a month, which is fine. I mean, uh, I think what Yoke had alluded to is like, what was it? It was like two or three years ago when Kanye produced, like, he did his own album. He did uh, Pusha T's, which is awesome. Um, and then he did a Nas album. He did him and Cuddy. 
and yeah. then Tiana Taylor, like week after week, and they were all like short, like twenty five minutes, and that was like that was a cool concept. But I think where what hasn't aged well about them is they felt kind of forced, and there wasn't enough time put into them, and they're kind of notorious for like you know never being finished, being a perfectionist. Like as lore goes, like when he. He had Yeezus, and he just had, like, hours and hours of songs and different versions. And, like, he was coming to a deadline for the, uh, you know, the record label or, you know, whoever presses the album or, or what have you. They had him on a deadline, and he called in Rick Rubin at, like, the 11th hour. And Rubin, like, took, you know, say it's five hours of music. It was probably more, honestly, and broke it down into, like, ten songs, ten, like, relatively <clears throat> quick songs. Damn. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot. So, what do you, what are your thoughts on? We'll start there. What do you think of Donda? Donda, uh, underwhelming. Uh, yeah. un- underwhelming is not actually a good way to describe it. It's overwhelming. It's an like, yeah, 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 yeah. Great I, point. I, great was, point. Uh, actually, this is it was a little post sabbatical. I was down the shore for a weekend, and uh, <laughs> it was like a, yeah. a Sunday morning. I was like running out to get something, and then like I opened up Spotify. And I see it's like, you know, the Spotify gives you like notifications. It was like, it's finally here at Dada. And I was like, oh, sick. Like, that's cool. And I click and it's like, it's like, what is it? 27 tracks, an hour and 48. It's like, dude, I got shit to do today. Like, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't have yeah. time to listen. Only egomaniacs put out things over an hour and a half long. Yeah. Like, dude, that's so true, man. You know, it feels, it it feels like a chore to even oh. press <laughs> To even press play on it, you know, and uh, so I don't know. There's some decent songs. Uh, it's got like every fe- everyone in the world is featured on it. It seems like that's my takeaway from both that and CLB is mm-hmm. that it was just a it was just a feature off. Like like they just all got the same features essentially. And just, do you think that's you think, what it was? They do were, you think they were competing on one of like maybe? I know, obviously they have to be right. Like, there's but I'm no talking way about can... on that aspect alone, on like who can get more people on or more I mean, features. I'll let Tom speak to this more than I'm me. I'm kind of asking Tom too. Yeah, yeah. but I, I think that it's silly to think that Kanye's camp and Drake's camp don't have some idea Over of what? what's going on in either right. one in terms of just that feature thing alone. Like, little right. baby is going to mention that he was doing, or you're going to find out that he was doing a song with Kanye, or like what you know what I mean? I, I don't know, Tom. What do you think? Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think there's a lot of, uh, well, especially, and I don't know how much you want to get into this, but like where the beef started <laughs> between Drake and Kanye, is that right? Well, Yoke Yoke talked about it a little bit, kind of like uh, yeah. just in very long overview, like a brief mm-hmm. overview. Drake goes out to Montana to work on right, whatever right, right. Okay. project. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yes, we are aware. Kind of, yeah. It is childish to say, like childish and totally spiteful on Kanye's part. It seems at at, at the very least. You know what I mean? Like in terms yeah, of just so- giving him that beat and then putting that shit out. Yeah, so it is. It, so it's just an overwhelming amount of music to be doing. You know, I'll give them the benefit yeah. of the doubt, and like, I was just like, all right, this is going to take a lot of time to like process and let sink in, and like kind of figure out what he's doing. Which, like, you know, talk about Jesus. When Jesus came out, like, I didn't like it at first. Like, it's so like abrasive and such like a left turn from anything that he had done previously. Um, that it was just like hard, and then I, I really didn't like it. 
but probably almost a year after it came out when I saw him perform some of those songs live, and it was just like, oh shit, like, this is actually nuts. Like, he's trying to kind of be like, uh, you know, like a hip-hop version of kind of like, not punk rock, not like, not metal even, I don't know. I see Maybe. what you're saying, I see what you're saying, Tom. Yeah, like, some, some uh, bands out there just get way more love for what they play live mm -hmm. versus like what they actually put on an album right it's yeah. it's kind of a weird dynamic but yeah i understand i think i understand yeah, I, and even I think with, i'm on the same page even with like music or like i guess not necessarily books as much but like movies or tv shows like sometimes the best or like some of my favorites the first time i see them you just like or like you know a process that you don't even know what to think because it is so like unique and so different For sure. and then like you know yeah when you reflect back like years later year later months later whatever it's just like oh shit like the way it grows it can work in the opposite evolves. too i feel like right like i feel like some things i like i mean it can work in the yeah, opposite like and that's that always you, unfortunate you really love off the rip whether you just burn it out in your brain by overplaying it or overwatching it or whatever or just it doesn't mm -hmm. age with you through your life as you thought it might you know i mean i got a billion yeah. songs like that that i don't remember that i was like i'll never stop playing this song or whatever <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. what i mean like yeah yeah it's oh, like yeah. Totally. any song from any college party ever like yeah yeah like any ti song from 2008 <laughs> to 2012 really so, <laughs> or, or, um, young, yeah. or young jesus you're giving fucking yeah, oh, no no because jesus still my Jeezy guy list, yeah jesus still my guy though, what's so. up <laughs> Just real quick, you you were talking about that Marshawn Lynch story from last week. This is the only note I had coming into this. Yeah, <laughs> this you is great. Talking, the only note you were talking about how Marshawn Lynch, like, there's how he didn't know what Buffalo, New York, was because the internet wasn't around in 2005. <laughs> you were just like, yeah, dude. Like the internet in 2005, like wasn't a thing. And I was just, it like, wasn't, man. Like, it <laughs> so I just had to get that little thing. In oh there. yeah, hey man, that's what this show's for. Oh, this show man. is just the it's anybody great. can skewer neighbor show. That's why it yes. succeeds. That's, so that's well. why I'm yeah. here. Yeah, um, yeah. I was gonna say, skater needs all the help he can get in this mental uh, battle. He's consistently pretzeled. Uh, in this I will situation. take all the help I can get. <laughs> but um. Uh, it, yeah, what? just in summation. I mean, that's my thoughts on Donda. And even, like, I don't find myself, like, wanting to go back to it today. Like, I, uh, today, like, weeks later, like, I, I even had a thought. And I was like, oh, I'll throw it on for a couple songs. And it's just like, I don't know. It's not really doing anything for me. What would you think about the uh, the Andre song, Andre 3000 song that got cut and The one that, leaked. yeah, and they say, uh, I guess, allegedly... Drake's like camp leaks that to kind of which I don't know. So Drake was doing like a like CLB like premiere guest spot on Sirius Radio. He was okay. like DJing and he was playing a bunch of songs off oh, that and that's some other he shit. Dropped it on? And he just dropped it. Uh, yeah, that's kinda, just like didn't say anything. I it was boss, I kind of respect. Damn. I kind I kind of respect that move. Um, I, didn't I don't, I don't really. Even, I didn't listen. He gets to it fried all. in the song, dude, and like three stacks his verse is like. I think I guess that's why he probably dropped it. And this is kind of what Andre Three Thousand said. Like after all this came out, Andre Three Thousand commented on the leak song, which I feel like he would never do. They said he would never do any of this, and he was basically gave the impression that Kanye wanted. Kanye reached out to him. He wanted to do this song because Andre 3000 just lost his mom too. He liked this whole idea of like kind of this reverence to their moms or whatever. Mm -hmm. Kanye sends him the beat. He does his verse. 
he sends it back. Kanye does his verse, which is clearly very different. Like, have you heard the song, Tom? Have you listened to the song? Uh, I heard just a snippet of it, but I did see the Andre 3000 statement where it's like Kanye just like, you know, being the wild card. He turned it into a diss track. Yeah, being like, the wild you know card I mean? that he is. Right. Just like, with that, which I don't. I don't Dude, know. 3000, hands down, Andre 3000. Andre 3000's verse on that song mm-hmm. is the best verse on either of the albums from anybody. Yeah, like, I opinion. hope so. Yeah, no, that's fair, and it's not surprising. I like 7 a.m. on Bridal Path. I mean, we, I guess we can just go right into can't, uh, CLB. Like, yeah, I, de- I mean, again, to me, anybody's going to say, not anybody, but like, CLB is definitely way more digestible, digestible and way easier to listen to and way more enjoyable to listen to than Donda. I think that's kind of just a fact. It's always going to be kind of the Drake and Kanye at this point. You know what I mean? I, yeah. But again, CLB to me, not that great. I'm definitely song hopping on it. You know what I mean? I like We were listening to it at a bachelor party when it dropped. I was in Charleston and mm-hmm. everyone was like, oh, put it on, put it on. It was like in the morning. We we're sitting around yeah. and I like... It took me like 20 minutes. I was like, has it even been a different song yet? Like, you know what I mean? It's just like, <laughs> yeah, like it's just all like, it, it all kind of ran together. Like, uh, but I don't know. What'd you think about it? No, I'd agree with that. And, you know, you said it's easier to listen to than Donda. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's just what Drake does. He just makes, right. he just makes all very like, uh, all the music kind of sounds the same. The albums sound the same. He never really like pushes the envelope. He knows what he's putting out is still mm-hmm. gonna get the plays just because he has the notoriety and the like iconist iconicism. But he's you know sure. yeah you know but, yeah, so yeah, yeah. wrong like, place for right grammar yeah it's just more um, you know it's just more the same shit like I don't know from his past when you say that like you're basically saying like i don't want to put words in your mouth you're saying he's kind of lazy is just an accessible term and like he knows what's going to work he has this formula do you think that that's everything you think that that's just production you think that that's just lyrics because i think that and clb definitely falls in this category he gets slept on for his lyricism like he might not be like changing lives with some of the things that he's saying but like his wordplay and like his storytelling is fantastic like 7am on bridal path is a good example of that there's like that other one where he talks about dating all the wrong chicks for a long time like he's a really good <laughs> storyteller i think like right. whether it whether it's stories that's of what, substance or not you know i guess that's the best way to put it he's not really telling stories of substance but he tells uh is it shallow stories you, pretty interestingly i'm i'm sorry i don't mean to get sidetracked here is this something are these like songs that you can kind of envision in your head when you're listening to them i think drake is that's a, storytelling it doesn't matter what you're if looking if that's what you're analyzing in a song i think drake does a way better that job of that than people give him credit for then yeah. oh i thought you were going to compare it to someone else uh, and, yeah and inherently better than kanye i think okay now at this current point in just terms of lyricism storytelling like right. i don't know i think i think that's where kanye gets lazy because he spent it's like it's like the nba tom you know it's like there's one guy in the entire world kobe bryant maybe michael jordan too obviously that goes 100% on offense and 100% on defense on first team offense and defense every year it's just like it's like anything else it's like if you're a guy like Kanye and Kanye more so than Drake because Drake's got like 40 and a lot of other does at least doesn't make it as apparent as Kanye that he's as involved in the production process Mm -hmm. like there's you're only going to be able to devote so much time to either one you know what I mean yeah no that's fair and you know credit I'll give <clears throat> to Donda, when as you say that, it's like I feel like for Donda, Kanye, Kanye was kind of like 
making setting up a platform for all of those features to kind of like thrive and flourish whereas he was just kind of you know on autopilot to a degree i guess but then uh, i think we see like you said you know he's telling stories about drake now telling stories about dating you know the wrong girl and relationships with strippers and going to strip clubs and partying with his boys but like that's all he's ever rapped about you know right <laughs> which right. is fine and it works and, and like i don't blame him for securing the bag it's just not necessarily my style right and i think yeah. like that's gonna start like even like so like the donda chant right like that yeah. opening track on donda <laughs> yeah. you listen to that you have no context you're like what the fuck are we about to get into right here right, right. and then i don't know all those stories came out about how those that Donda chant is in the rhythm of his mother's last heartbeats before she passes away. Did you see that story, Tom? Oh, I don't know. Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and again, I feel like and I'm not also, doing it justice. They also align with like uh, like the bass pattern of Jail as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like that shit when, and that's the difference between Kanye and Drake, right? Like right. Drake is. Drake is a microwavable ready meal, and, right. and Kanye is a nine-course dinner at a fresh restaurant. Mm-hmm. You know, sounds like, um, like I, I, I have to admit here, just for the anybody's that don't know, I'm not really a Drake or Kanye fan. I, I, I do respect both of them, but it sounds to me that Kanye, ah, damn, maybe not. I don't want to sound like a hypocrite again, but it sounds like almost Kanye has some more conceptual ideas behind his music versus drake and i think you're both you're saying this tom saying this i think no one would argue the fact that like uh kanye pushes the limits and like kind of puts himself out there creatively way more than drake does like like you know what i mean yeah Yeah. exactly i don't know right yeah that's a big deal though like if you're an artist that yes yes Mm -hmm. if you take if you're an artist who take risks who takes risks um that doesn't necessarily make you better but it, it, I don't know. It's, it's something about fail. Like, say all those risks that you take and you fail every single time, you're still learning something every time. Absolutely. Like, I mean, you, yeah. you know what I mean? It's going to, hopefully, it's going to make you come out better the next time. Um, I don't know. That's just my two. That's things. anything in life artist, chef, firefighter. Like, those, yeah, yeah. Those people yeah, who are willing to, to make I was the big gambles. From an artist point of view. No, no. I, I, I didn't yeah. mean to say you weren't, but yeah. It's just, I think people forget that anybody can take chances you know what i mean and then kanye does that producer wise maybe not lyrical wise but he's i, I mean sometimes kanye just wants to be wild instead of like just taking the risk you know what i mean maybe more of an uncalculated risk i think he I has guess. that perception sometimes for yeah. sure <laughs> right, i can't believe right. that the anybody can do the show is turning into the kanye show which yeah, is just like hilarious I got, hilarious can, cyclicalness can I, like, am i allowed to just like completely turn the fucking tables and no talk I'll about turn your mic else? off don't you dare yeah yeah hey turn top shelf did you see the uh the trailer for the new matrix movie getting the back to the Keanu. Yeah, I didn't see this. I heard it was oh, it looked terrible, though. Dude. People said it looked terrible. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I did Tom. see it. I'm uh, I'm into it. I think <laughs> my gut reaction. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was convincing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My, my gut reaction, honestly, is like, you know, who the hell asked for this? Why is like I right. feel like you know the first three movies kind of. Uh, so kind of like closed, closed the loop, and like I, I you know, like, I thought the same thing. 
Yeah, but the trailer it looks solid and like I don't know. I'm I'm gonna I, watch it. That's for sure. I have to admit, I was using that as a poor excuse to get into the other movie that Keanu is about to make, and it's a, another fourth installment too. It's John Wick well, Four. That's what oh, I was just about to say. Shit. They've been making the Matrix so movies were, for the last four years with the John Wick movies. <laughs> just to say, just like without the without dude, the Oracle. They were so, they were announced to come out at the same day. Oh right, the Matrix right. Four and John Wick Four. That what? was like breaking news. I want to say like right around the beginning of the pandemic, and obviously I think that switched everything up. Yeah. John Wick's not supposed to come out to like 2023 or some shit. That's wild. Yeah, no, you're right. But, I do. I do. Well, that was like, that actually reminds me, Shelf. You wrote in, we were talking about Point Break earlier with, uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 so, yeah. so, yeah, so, I guess I asked this question, but I don't know if you ever answered it. Were mm-hmm. they divorced and like consciously making that decision to go heads up like when both those movies came out? Dude, so I, when you said that, I didn't know beforehand. Okay. Um, so I looked into it so they got uh let's give a little context first what was your counter punch that you wrote in after point break after the point break episode i uh i sent in a little counter punch here to neighbor judas and trader rob (laughs) and uh (laughs) slide that right in but about like a fun fact about the movie point break is that it's directed by Catherine bigelow who's a pretty uh pretty well known like pretty acclaimed director and uh James Cameron, who directed Terminator 2, that came out on the same day in theaters in, what was it, nineteen? That's crazy. 93? One of those. Uh, 91, I think. Whatever. The dates dates are relevant, but they came out on the same day. And they were married, you said, right? So, yeah. So, I was looking, and I might might do a little Jamie here and just... uh, Look it up. Oh, please. But, uh, you know, Skater's not able to do <laughs> that while talking on the microphone. But so, so uh, like, I can't. Yeah, this, this guy, this yeah. guy, dude. But when I looked it up, I, I saw that they, uh, so they got Catherine Bigelow and James Cameron, they divorced in 1991. And I was trying to find okay. a date, but so that means they were probably like fucking beefing. When oh, oh, that's even better oh, that's like dude, about to get divorced and making those movies yeah. like oh my god that is so much better yeah so i wonder if you i wonder if they're like subtle like uh shots like back and forth between the two of them like coded into the movies like a little <laughs> right i get i need that i'm gonna look i'm we gonna watch have to make that documentary like if that date is like that those movies came out is like november 9th like 1991 we just need to make a documentary called november 9th 1991 and tell like the, that would be mm-hmm. electric <laughs> electric Top show, get on that. Call James. Call your good buddy James and yeah. see if he's in. Yeah, Jim, yeah. Jim Cameron. I'll call Miss Bigelow, see if she's down for another ride on the Neighbor Express. But yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay, so they both came yeah, out. I was hoping for a bigger laugh on that mm. one. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was reading. They both came out in July of 1991. Terminator came out in July 22nd, and Point Break came out July 12th. Oh damn! Of nineteen ninety one. But I mean, what, what I mean? Whoa, 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 whoa! Hey, hold up here, hold up here. You know that's just only a week of a dip. You know, it's mm-hmm, right. a premiere. You know what I'm saying? Maybe the original date was the same. It's and so- yeah, I'm just judging by Google here. You know, it, it might not be exact, but 
Yeah, the years, the years in the month are definitely on. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, you had the right man. month, Tom. So that's good. So close. Yeah, well, still pretty close. crucial. <laughs> how many years well, have been? It's a significantly less fun fact. Uh, I thought it was awesome. Yeah, don't try a backpedal. <laughs> also, she probably, she probably knew, like, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, let's call a spade a spade. I think any any director kind of knows that T2 going up against Point Break, you, you're not fighting yeah, I a mean, fair she's fight, not right? making Point Break 2, you know? <laughs> they did make funny, Point Break. Like, they remade if, it, right? And, like, you know, in, like, arbitration when they're deciding, like, the, you know, the, the assets, how they're getting split up, like, the release date. <laughs> Like yeah, yeah, yeah. About the <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I get the twelfth. No, I get the twelfth. There could yeah. be. There could be. A, yeah, you're right, man. There could be a whole maybe, documentary made right. out of this. Dude. That's our new story that they they lost the date in arbitration. I like that even yeah. better than the original one. Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. All right. So while we're talking about trailers, one that I know Skater Rob will be into. I'm assuming Shelf as well. The Many Saints of Newark trailer oh, too. Oh, Have you seen yeah. that? Dude, so Let's I go. was not necessarily a believer after the first one mm -hmm. for whatever reason, just like didn't strike me that dude for what the second one, which was shorter, showed less of the movie, which is kind of always my beef with trailers now is like I don't watch many trailers because you see the whole fucking movie now. Absolutely, like the trailers yeah. are three yeah. minutes long, you know what I mean? It's like ridiculous. I, I, I thought the second one, it just came out maybe last week or, or over the weekend. Awesome. And which is huge, which I know you're not going to like to hear this shelf. A lot of movies are stopping the release on streaming for a week or a month or whatever it is and going in the theaters and are going exclusively back to theater release. I'm seeing a few movies do that. This one will be alive on HBO Max. I will be so watching will. on my couch the first yeah. night it comes out. Yeah. Very excited. Well I'm definitely catching that in theaters, bro. I got to show love to David yeah. Chase. Um, Shout, right. Bye. Shout out America, man. Like, I, I get it. That you can, we can each do our own, but, like, yeah, you know me. I no, that is so cool, though, streaming. Like, honestly, um, I think there are a couple movies on the HBO Max, like, slot slate for the rest of the year that I am going to just watch on HBO Max. But, uh, yeah. But there are also a few that I would like to see in theaters. Many Saints being one of them. You know, Sopranos, in my opinion, is the best show of all time. And, like, I hope I'm proven <clears throat> wrong. But, uh, but it, it, you know, I hope I hope that changes someday. But I just think it's... You, you've seen The Wire? I have seen The Wire, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. Well, I won't question you then. Have you seen Sopranos? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. my, yeah. Sopranos and The Wire are my top two, but... It's the other way around. I would say the wire. We were doing a little Michael K. Yeah. Williams talk earlier, just because, like, obviously, yeah. we, we unfortunately we were talking about Norm Macdonald from today, oh, and shit. just like, yeah. yeah, that sucked, and uh, we forgot to talk about Michael K. Williams last week. Like, Skater wanted obviously because I mean, it's got the not only the picture up here, he clearly loves the wire, and uh, no, the wire. But, uh, yeah, the wire is tremendous too. Don't get me wrong, but I've just spent I've spent more time in the Sopranos universe. Like, I've probably yeah, seen I most agree. of yeah. the. Uh, the Sopranos like cinematic universe, but I, uh, <laughs> yeah. I just, you, you comic book dork. I've, yeah. only, I've only watched uh, The Wire top to bottom once, and I've seen some episodes multiple you got, times. So oh, dude, I do need to rewatch. It's jam packed, man. You got to watch. Yeah, you got to watch. I've probably watched it like I don't know fifty times, but I still watch it again and again. Five, I still zero. find. I still find new things in there because the writer is insane. His he's a former Baltimore newspaper 
uh, crime reporter, and he actually knows all this shit. And so the writing is just so intertwined. And I feel like and this kind of comes full circle. And Skeeter, you might be able to comment on this the best. It's kind of back to the Kanye Drake, like complex, digestible, right? Like yeah. Sopranos is pretty complex, but also of the two shows, way more digestible than The Wire. You know what I mean? Right? Yeah, right. Would the Wire is, I would say, it's just got so many layers to it. Sopranos too, but The Wire, yeah, yeah way they, more. They both get pretty deep. Uh, yeah. And then The Wire, you know, how they switch up kind of like the perspective or like, you know, the characters. Yeah, there's like a, kind of like a theme for every season, but they all yeah. keep the same characters and, you know, the same theme, the new story like, line. interpretation of the theme song. I mean, there's just, yeah. they're both. Yeah. They're both all time for sure. Like they both and they also off. we have to we have to let this. Uh, it can't go um, not said that they were also being made relatively at the same time right. too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like the Sopranos started in 1999 and went up until like 2006 or some shit. The Wire started in 2000, went all the way up to 2006. Wire started after, huh? I wouldn't. It did that. a couple of years after. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the golden age yeah, of TV, man. It- yeah. Yeah, what a one two punch from HBO. I was gonna say, could you <laughs> imagine that Sunday? Because not even that, like but back then, like early two thousands, like having HBO I feel like was still like kinda like a oh shit, like you got HBO. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, I, don't I don't know. I don't know if like it, it wasn't as cutting edge as having the internet in two thousand five, but like it was still it was still pretty <laughs> fucking cool. Like yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I don't know, man. That's uh I'm I'm hyped for that movie for sure. Yeah, I'm actually I didn't even watch the second trailer to your point. Because it's just like, listen, I'm I'm buying my tickets regardless. Like, yeah, what, right, I mean, right, yeah. I know I was, the, the better, and I think, um, like you know, just like I said, I, David Chase, I really respect him as a you know creator. Right, he's a creator of The Sopranos, and uh, he's made he made one other movie which I watched recently for the first time. Really, and it's not. It's like I think it's like semi like auto autobiographical it's about like you know a kid growing up in the jersey like north jersey suburbs who wants to like start a band right. and it was okay oh, cool. it, it was it was all right but it was just like a little a little sloppy i guess for the lack of a better term or you know some more eloquent fully formed like way to put it but uh so i'm sure you know if he's coming back to make this movie there's a reason because like i know originally right he wanted to do a movie which turned into Sopranos. Like, he was just writing a movie that, like... Oh, I didn't, yeah. the, uh, I, I didn't know that like either, actually. Like, the Tony and his mom storyline, and then we just kept growing. He, Mrs. Neighbors never seen The Sopranos. I think I'm going to rip it before I watch the movie again. Yeah. Yeah, no, How there's a good... Uh, Shout out our boy. I know our boy. I hope I'm not like uh, he's been talking about it. Our boy Chad over at I'll call you right back. He wants to start doing some pretty yeah he's soprano been, he's heavy been episodes for the first yeah. time, right? That's right, Shelf. I see that you're you're all over his posts. The I'll call you right back posts. Yeah, you're always showing him love. He's a great dude. He's a great. Yeah, he's guy. a good dude. He's a good. Dude. We actually yeah. we exchange. Uh, Instagram, uh, like DMs and shit. Of course you do. Of, <laughs> cool. Like he, he is just that guy. Like that's that's who he is. Yeah. I got a bottle of his limited edition hot sauce. Oh, I'm so pumped yeah. to try it. Yeah, uh, shelf. We got to send you out. We're getting our own hot sauce made here. We'll get you some. Really? We'll get you a little taste of that. Yeah. Are you, from, are you doing it from your garden? No, one of the anybody's uh, who joined us here in season four. Shout out the homie Chris Fresh. Fresh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Uh, yeah, of course. he's been growing the peppers. I think he's actually the one who got. Chad started on growing his own peppers to make his 
his own hot sauce oh, if, I, if I have my facts uh, correct. So we're getting we're getting the jet we're getting the uh, the Yoda to his Jedi, and uh, I'm pretty excited about right. that. Damn. That's fair. Um, Shelf, I fucking miss you, man. It's great to see you, even though it's I in know. your hair looks spectacular. By the way, I usually comment on that right off the hop, but it's yeah. it's absolutely Thanks. stupendous. Looking very Philly over there, there top shelf. <laughs> <laughs> it, where was the wedding? Skater said that it, it looked very Philly, which I but I heard very yeah. Philly. <laughs> yeah, very I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't in think a good way. In a good all. way. I'm not talking shit. Neighbor always thinks I'm over here talking. No, shit. I just think it's just a standard haircut that really doesn't shout out any place. <laughs> yeah. All right, who's the hater now? Dude? Oh, yeah. now oh my god, defensive <laughs> skater over here. Here we are. Yeah. Um, hey, wait, wait a second. Uh, I don't mean to like you know write the rules or nothing, but <laughs> what about what about next time you come on we review the many saints of New York, New Work, well, New see, Work. That's New what work. I was going to get into. I don't know if we. What are we thinking for season? Yeah, what five are you? Here, we, what are you like, thinking? Top we were shelf? trying to say like Skater was saying, didn't we have an idea? I and then we couldn't we remember. Did. Now we can't remember what the idea for the next one was. I remember you saying something about food movies. I remember you saying something about. There was bingeable shows else. versus re- whatever. We did something like that. And then I feel like we were just bullshitting on the call after we recorded one time. And we came up with like a great idea. Yeah, we were thinking, I don't know. I was thinking about like bird scenes or references in movies. Which you could do some good stuff. Uh, talked about Harry Potter at one point because I, I think you guys. I have not that. seen that. All live on HBO now too. The mm-hmm. whole the whole series, so that's HBO. big. Yeah, I got you, dog. I got the login. All right. Yeah, so I'm not um, sure. I mean, we could do. Uh, I mean, including many saints, there are a couple good movies coming out in October and the rest of the year. Like, I'm really looking forward true. to uh, the new Dune movie um, Ooh, based damn. off of the book series, which I haven't read. Um, and I know David Lynch did a movie back in the 80s, which kind of fell flat, but it's supposed to be really good. Huh. Shelf, you got my brain kicking here. I like this, like, Shelf's Oscar picks before their Oscar picks. You know uh, what I mean? I'm fucking down with that, my boy. I'm very, that'll get me to the theater. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Sure. So there's Dune, which actually, you'll be glad, uh, Nick, but it's going. that's going to be on HBO Max. Same day did as Vin Diesel make a Dune movie? Didn't Vin Diesel make a Dune movie? Uh, no. No. Vin, Di- Vin Diesel? <laughs> Dude? Did he make... He made the Chronicles of Riddick and like... Maybe uh, that's what I'm thinking whatever. of, Chronicles of Riddick. I that series. I actually never saw those, but Dune that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for Dune. It's got like an absolutely all-star cast. Uh, Denny Villanueva is the director who did most recently the Blade Runner 2049, uh, Prisoners, uh... What else to do? Sicario. Like, he's got, like, all bangers. Like, right. The, Sicar- yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought I, he did a great job with Blade Runner. Again, talking about Matrix 4, um, like, I didn't think there's any need for a Blade Runner sequel, you know, and then I thought he came out and kicked ass with that. I I haven't seen the second Blade Runner, but I've that's all I've heard, too. It's like, it was just kind of unnecessary. And same with the Indiana Jones, too. I don't know if that uh, holds to any... Well, Uh, same standard, but yeah. Well, my point with Blade Runner twenty forty nine is that like even though it was probably an unnecessary sequel, like I still thought it was fucking badass. It was like really well. You did like it, yeah, yeah. I thought it was really excellent. But like, yeah, he makes like pretty large scale movies. So like, if you're looking for top shelf recommendation, I'd say if 
Well, they talked about this on. Yeah, I talked about this on the pod. I tried to watch the original and the new one in the same night, and it was yeah, the dumbest decision I've ever made. It's like you, you got. It's like when you're about to watch Star Wars. Like you got to get ready for it. You got to be ready for it. You, you got to know it. that you're going to be yeah. sitting down. Yeah, you got to be know that you're going to be sitting down there for like two hours. You better have something to eat. You better have something to smoke. <laughs> you, damn sure, better have something to drink. Like yeah, you're, you it, you're in it for the long haul, dude. Yeah, you can't go into like uh, I don't know if you were to go into watch. Sudden death and just being able to nitpick it apart. Nah, sudden death, you just like need that. like a case of beer Fuck and you're off, good to man. go, dude. Guy made a mistake one time in his life. He's never gonna live it down. Holy yeah! Oh man! Yo, are you watching Ted Lasso? No, I've actually I don't have Apple TV Plus. I, we borrowed a login for a week because I've got a Samsung TV, so they don't support the app. But I've watched only a Ugh. couple episodes, but like everyone said, and everyone I know that's watched is just like, oh, man, it's, it's like yeah, so I just, I feel like, like it's really good. Oh, but, dude, I say the only show I laugh from my belly and cry legitimate tears almost every episode. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. He's about to get, I, just, I read something today, they're coming out with season three, they're giving Sudeikis a million ep. How you doing? Good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Mr. Dacus is a good team. Uh, and he's, I just, Mrs. Neighbor told me he's dating the female lead, the Keeley chick in real life. Oh, nice. Good for him. Since Olivia Wilde went yeah. what, for Harry sneaky, Styles. That just shows, you know, how far a good sense of humor can take you, you know? <sighs> yeah, for sure. Because, I just, mean, that, let's be honest, that guy's. I mean, he, he, looks he looks like, like an hurt. actor, but he looks like a comedy actor. Right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's like kind of like what do they say? Those who can't do teach. Like it's like, like that's what I always think about from School of Rock. Like you know what I mean? Sure. That's comedy actors in terms of looks for uh, Hollywood. Yeah. Fuck man, shelf. All right, this is great. So is that what we're gonna do? We think at least for now, with a few weeks before you'll come back on shelves oscar picks are we gonna get any voicemails involved from your lovely nona or uh or or, that's a good idea maybe i can see something with her maybe we'll just get a little like if we could get nona back that'd be great how's your uncle how's your uncle man (laughs) yeah for those who don't know whenever we don't have a response of the week winner the uh you guys got chutzpah you guys got balls (laughs) and i throw the microphone back to you's intro that is to uncle jack that's what i have Uncle, saved Je- as. Uncle Jeff. Uncle Jeff. Uncle Jeff. Uncle Jeff. Shit. Yeah, dude. Uncle Jeff. That just Kills we had a legendary pop in from Uncle Jeff in season two, and uh, we got to get him back on here in season five. But how's he doing? He's good, man. I'm sure he'd be open to coming back on, and uh, you know, it's, it's, we've been doing a lot of gambling talk it. lately. I know he mentioned that he's a fan of that in the legal state of Pennsylvania. Yeah, we were, we were going to pitch uh, lines with Uncle Jeff. We were thinking. Yes, yeah, yeah. And then I ran into Doc Props at the casino, who Dude, unfortunately Doc just. Electric, oh, shit. By the way. Oh, wait till you see. And he's sitting right here. I Sick. Yeah. Uh, this homeless yeah. guy I met at the bus stop. Well, uh-huh. not homeless. We thought he was homeless. Yeah. Uh, came on and did fantasy football this week. And it is. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to. Like, Doc Props and sick together i don't think any episode could hold the electricity that would come out of both of those it's yeah it's, unbelievable yeah, it's a fire it's unbelievable oh yeah what's also no. unbelievable is you back on these airways top shelf i can't thank you and i mean we've been we've been bullshitting for damn near an hour right now it's great to be back man i loved this free swim it was i was actually saying to skater before you jumped on i always have a little bit of anxiety during your episodes because you come on with and you're so much more intelligent than skater and i know he feels <laughs> self-conscious about that it's definitely not me so uh, 
Yeah, right. Oh, no, but it's, well, I love you, man. It's been awesome, man. I'll, you know, we'll keep we'll keep throwing around some brainstorms, and maybe just as I see some of these movies, I'll just throw in some counterpunch reviews. And... Yeah, I think that's what it yeah. is. I think like yeah, if we say like, hey, I'm thinking about talking about this movie next time I come on, you just throw that in. That keeps people aware of what we're doing. And absolutely dig it. That'd be yeah, cool. I know the uh, the movie that won like you know the grand prize at. Uh, can i think it's can film festival it's supposed to be like just wild really abstract it's called a titan i think and again i've, I've tried to avoid like any premise and trailers and just like want to go into it with an open mind but it somehow involves intercourse between a woman and a car and the only like pardon so pardon so I don't, that might be that might be Wait. i mean I, intercourse between woman a woman and a car which, which i don't know how what part of the car you think is the sexual portion of the car the tailpipe uh, i don't know i mean the muffler are we su- are we making a bad assumption fruit, but, i was uh, going to say is yeah. is are we are we making an assumption that it's a male female relationship maybe it's a female car mm, that's true that's true. lesbian relationships tom says he has no no, no idea what the movie's about. Skater's yeah. mind is blown to bits right here. Yeah, uh, no, all right, well, that glad. sounds wild. I'm excited. Shelf, man. Thank Hell you. yeah, top shelf. Fuck Hell yeah, yeah, brother. Any words of wisdom for the anybody's top shelf before we get out of here? We've had don't text while drive. We've had use your turn signals. Yeah, that was something one. else. Don't microwave your ice cream, which is not necessarily the best advice, but it's it is. No brainer, yeah. dude. How about you, shelf? Anything to leave the anybody's with or just uh, jog off? Some parting words. Uh, if you can and you're comfortable, go see new movies in theaters rather than watch them on your shitty TVs through HBO Max. But my TV, 75 inches. Okay. So, all right. I think that's without any further ado. The only thing that we have to say is, we'll see you next week. Sounds good. Right, fellas. Thank you, Thomas. That was delightful. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah.